Hello and welcome to Reality Roots Podcast. This is Hillary. Welcome. Today we are, oh, first, I'm sorry, I will mention actually before I get into our episode, you might have noticed this is uh, our third episode this week. I really wanted to start strong because I know how much you guys are going to like it. And when I get into a new podcast, I like to have at least a few episodes to listen to to start. So I wanted to really, really push and try to get three episodes out this week. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sustain that. My goal is to have one episode per week at this point. But I did want to get started strong and make sure there was enough to, you know, kind of get your, your your feet wet. I guess my feet wet, your feet, everybody's feet should be wet. That's what I want right now. So anyway, don't, um, don't expect always three episodes in a week. I just wanted to kind of say that off the bat. I'm going to do my best. At this point, I'm having a lot of fun. So they seem sort of easy to push out. It's easy to be motivated. <laughs> I know that life happens. So I'll do my best to get at least one out a week starting next week. And thank you for coming back. Thank you. And please keep listening. And I hope you like it. Let's dive in. So if you listen to episode two, you might remember that during the Maury episode, they had put in a commercial. Well, it wasn't a commercial, I guess it was the, you know, tomorrow on Maury. And it was, uh, Maury, help me make over my way out of the friend zone with my crush those happened. I forgot those even happened at all. So I was trying to find an episode. I know that they did that on Jenny Jones a lot. That was like a Jenny Jones staple as I recall. So I thought there'd be a lot out there for Jenny Jones, but alas, was not the case. I couldn't find anything like that. There's a lot of Jenny Jones episodes, just nothing that fell into that category. So I'll have to kind of keep looking on that one. This one seemed the closest it made me more sad. I think the other, uh, I think the other, you know, format, I guess, making over, making over, make over my way out of the friend zone format might have been a little bit more fun. This was supposed to be fun. It felt like Jenny Jones wanted me to have fun, but honestly, it was, it was, it was hard. This is the hardest episode so far that I've watched for this podcast. It was Ooh, it was rough. This is from, I think, about 1995, as far as I could tell. It kind of felt like 1895 in a lot of places. It was very judgmental in all the wrong ways for all the wrong things. I think you'll agree. But strap in, I guess, for a little bit of a, a real blast from the past in a lot of ways, conservative attitudes, akimbo, I guess. Uh, So Jenny Jones starts off real fast and furious introducing us to all these people. She introduces us to almost everybody that we're going to talk to within the first five minutes. But I tried to 
break them down. I don't think that was a, I don't think that was a good idea, Jenny, and I'm not gonna follow your format. So deal with that. I think it's just easier to listen to, to be honest, to kind of break down each story on their own or each family, I guess, each daughter <laughs> on their own merit. This title, the we do get a few chirons for this, so it is Please Makeover my wild teen daughter. You'll notice it's not too separate. If it was me, I would think that make over with a space is a verb. Makeover be like a noun, right? Like I got a makeover. This is please makeover my wild teen daughter. Maybe we, maybe Jenny Jones isn't where we go for the best grammar. Maybe that was an emerging word at that point. I don't know. I will do my best not to sing the Clone High Makeover song during this episode, but I probably will, so prepare for that as well. Our first daughter, wild teen daughter, her mom is Leanne. So we have Leanne and Carrie. Carrie is 15 years old. (laughs) Carrie is wearing, are you guys ready for this? It's so shocking. She's wearing a maroon beanie, a white zombie hoodie, and some really baggy jean shorts. Are you shocked? <laughs> no, she looks like a regular teenager. It's so weird. It's weird that they're, it's weird that any of these people are here in, uh, in about a hundred ways that we're gonna get into. Her mom, Leanne, says it's embarrassing. That's her big complaint on this. It's embarrassing to go out with her because people are always looking at her. Yeah, Leah, and that's what she wants because she's 15 years old. Duh. I've have these first off, let's get right into it here. Do these moms purposely want their daughters to regress? Because every time we meet one of these pairs, we are subjected to looking at all their child not all, but a whole whack of their childhood photos. They're like, oh, this is her when she was five. This is her when she was nine. Well, she's not fucking nine anymore. She's 15. You understand? Like, do you want. You, you want her to be nine again. That's what I take out of this. It's, it's not right as a parent. I know it's not, I know, I don't have a teenager. I know it's, oh, this is going to bite me in the ass at some point in my life. But what's your goal as a parent? You know, you want your kids to move through the normal stages of development. And it seems like a lot of these moms are embarrassed and they just want their daughters to be children again. I don't think that's going to happen. What are your expectations? <laughs> of course, the harder... And you know how kids are, and especially teenagers. The harder you push against this, the harder they're going to lean into it. Because that's the whole fucking point of the thing, right? It's... Of the thing. It's the whole point of, I don't know, being a teenager, right? It's that... Oh, there's a parenting word that I'm not thinking of. But, you know, it's the point where they're kind of launching. You've You've... You did what you could. <laughs> you taught them what you could up till age 12. This is sort of firming that up before they enter into young adulthood fully. It's managing risky behavior. That's true. But, you know, we're just trying to keep them on the road, I think, at that point. We know that they're going to stay out of the lane because they. this is the point in their lives where they're spreading their little wings. Of course, they're going to make mistakes or weird choices. They want to individuate. That was the word I was saying. They're trying to individuate. This has individuation written all over it. Every single one of these people, their moms look like church ladies. 
they're getting into their teens, they're looking around, they're saying, I don't want to look like a woman in my 40s anymore or a small child. I want to look cool. And what looked cool in the 90s, obviously it doesn't, I don't know, I want to say it doesn't look cool now. It Honestly, a lot of these people, I don't think you would even really notice. <laughs> if you pass them on the street, at least where I live, I don't think it would really be a big deal. And that goes for everyone. There's a, there's, mm, I'm going to say there's two different camps of these teens that are here on the show today. Half of them are punk, straight out of SLC punk. And the other half are dressing, mm, in, in Jenny's words, I guess, trampy, quote unquote trampy. You know, they're showing a lot of skin. That's like, that is a problem. I don't think the punk scene is a big problem. I mean, okay, this first girl, right, Carrie, so she's wearing a beanie. Ooh, a beanie. I've, okay. She's wearing a hoodie and jean shorts and not like Daisy Duke jean shorts. She's wearing baggy ass cut off jean shorts. I think she has tights on underneath. Like these people, these punks are fully covered from their bottom of their necks all the way to their tippy toes. Again, what are you what are you what are you expecting as their mom? They need to individuate. They're not the punks anyway. They're not dressing in a sexually pro- provocative way. They're dressing in a provocative way, but not a sexually pro- pro- provocative way. What would you prefer? <laughs> I don't know. We'll get more into that after, but the very first person that stands up in the audience to say something comes in so hot there it's about Carrie her mom shows some other shirt that has a very it's just punk it's all punk all the way down guys it's some kind of shirt that has some point like fuck the system and I don't know I didn't write it down it was it was a really long shirt first of all when you wear a shirt like that nobody's reading it I'm not looking at you for five minutes to read your manifesto on your shirt but it's fine that it's there I don't give a fuck nobody does in the world I really don't think or some people maybe who have a stick like all the way up their ass but where it's fine I don't think people are even reading it this first audience member comes in like I said pretty hot says your t-shirt should read white trash (laughs) that's it that's the only comment again these aren't questions they're just um they're not even I was gonna say they're vaguely disguised judgments but they're not even vaguely disguised they're just full-on judgments of this 15 year old girl who's on a stage being presented to everyone you should think about your life if you're in the audience I don't know you should really think about your life and what you're doing with it and I don't know just pull the stick out of your butt it's it shouldn't be there you don't need it you don't need it okay just calm down and worry about yourself The mom says she's called the cops on Carrie five to six times. That's a bigger problem. As we go through this too, I I have a lot of places in my notes where I just written, this is the actual problem, or this is a much bigger problem. She looks fine. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares about this, but you shouldn't be calling your mom. You shouldn't be calling the cops on your daughter five or six times. That is a bigger problem. This is a little bit weird where we find out kind of goes back and forth her mom says well I'm recovering from a major illness she had brain surgery Carrie's basically being a bitch about it Carrie says her mom's on steroids and she's taking it I mean for it not she's on steroids but like she's on steroids because of the surgery and uh she's taking out 
the roid rage, I guess, on her daughter. And that's why she's being a bitch to her mom. You know what? It probably... <laughs> steroids are not... If you have a 15-year-old daughter and you're the mom, you guys are probably fighting, I don't know, like three or four days out of the week on a good week. So that makes sense to me, I guess, that steroids wouldn't approve, like improve that situation. Some audience member is like, steroids, what are you all on? All these people. Which works out for Jenny because that's a great segue into Dan and Sunny. I want to say Sunny is actually the person who uploaded this video to YouTube. They'd obviously, she's obviously taken to VHS. I would too if I'd been on uh, Jenny Jones. And from what I can see on her, I didn't, I didn't really do a deep dive to be honest, but from what I can see from her little like YouTube profile, she looks fucking rad. Even in, even in 1995, she looked fucking rad. They said she's been, she's 18. She's been dressing this way since she was 12. I, okay. It's six years. I think this is just how she wants to look. She doesn't really, she looks edgy again. She looks edgy, but she's basically covered from head to toe. She has dyed her hair. It's not something I would have done because she's got like red and green. It's just, okay, I'm not against dyeing your hair. Here's the problem is that I have a hard time coming up with a color combination that would work for me. Red and green, that's edgy. That's cool. I'm not against that. It's kind of Christmassy. She says, when somebody asks her about it, she says it has leopard spots in it, but we can't really see that. But she still looks fucking red. She has these thick framed glasses. Ooh. <laughs> I know lots of people who have, have thick framed glasses. I, maybe it just came back. I don't, again, what's the problem? She's got a big leather coat on. She's got maybe kind of a spiky necklace. All right. Again, she's totally covered from, you know, her uh, choker spiky necklace all the way down to her toesies. So not sexually provocative. She looks, I don't know, she looks like a badass, but... She looks good for a badass. I don't have a problem with it. Her dad, this is a weird thing. Also in the episode description on, not the episode description, but the blurb on YouTube that Sunny wrote is there's a second video where she brings her dad back for her makeover or for a makeover for him. Yeah, no shit. This guy looks like a biker. He's up there bitching about his daughter looking so edgy and he looks like a biker. Sorry if that's offensive to bikers, but he's got like a long, unkempt beard. He's got like a shitty t-shirt on, jeans. He doesn't look any better than she does. She looks like edgy, but I think how she wants to look, it's obviously she put effort into it. He looks like he rolled out of bed and he's about to hop on that hog, go for a motorcycle ride with his motorcycle gang. Maybe they look like they match. She says, Sunny says she's straight edge, which I totally believe it kind of tracks with. If anything, to me, I don't, the whole point of this is to not judge people on their looks. But honestly, I, I would have probably, maybe this is just hindsight, but I honestly would have assumed she was straight edge from the way that she's dressed. She says she's an artist. She says she went to beauty school. Makes sense. Her dad has a funny... I guess it's a funny... These parents sometimes have these little one-liners. I don't know if they were fed them or if they came up with them at home. I imagine they came up with them at home. And I think they probably say it to their friends all the time. <laughs> They're just kind of these canned jokes that they use, probably. But, I mean, they have merit, I guess. He says, 
I thought girls were supposed to be sugar and spice, not sugar and spikes. <laughs> uh, he says he wants her to dress classy, like a lady, look like a girl. There's that's loaded, right? Again, thirty thirty years later, this is that's loaded. That's a loaded thing to say. It has a lot to say about gender. It has a lot to say about his issues with gender or his viewpoints on gender and what that should be. Obviously, I have, I'm going to say this, but I think we all know this. Apparently, we didn't in the 90s, but you should dress how you feel on the inside. If you think that this is how you want to look, then live your life. I don't know, like a lady. I mean, we're all, we can all be ladies. You can still be classy and dress however you want I think classy is about your actions and maybe your attitude really doesn't have a lot to do with how you dress I think we all know that now but Jenny Jones Jenny Jones doesn't have a fucking clue that that is even possible at all there is kind of an issue of the type of attention like an issue of negative attention right where he's saying well she gets into fights people will stare at her because she does look again provocative in a way so people will stare at her and then she'll start yelling at them <laughs> that's a problem I mean she's 18 again I think I think she's probably gonna grow out of that she just says well I'd rather they stare in question versus stare and judge she says they judge her they just think she does drugs alcohol she's poor I thought that was kind of an interesting add-on in the end. What people don't realize or didn't realize maybe is how much effort it really takes to put these looks together. And honestly, money. money? I mean, the clothes, it's not like they're ripped or they're in bad shape or anything. I, again, in hindsight, I guess I understand why people might have assumed poverty, but it's a weird, again, I just, it's, we just touch on all these kind of socioeconomic or like sociological issues and we just blow past them I don't know I don't think I'm gonna have time to get into every single one of those issues honestly there's just way too many somebody in the audience says they look like a bunch of freaks yikes yikes I feel like we don't use the word freaks anymore I guess in it freaks and geeks I guess it was the time of it but Jesus Christ don't do that Another person in the audience is like, how are you going to get a job like this? And then every one of them who is 18 or 19 is like, I have a job. (laughs) It's fine. Jenny Jones is like, how did you get a job at a pizza place looking like that? This is to Sunny. Uh, Jenny Jones, she changes her fucking clothes. What do you think? That's what Sunny says. She's like, "Uh, I don't dress like this at my work. I wear regular clothes. I don't do my hair this way. It fits under my hat. It is like a shorter uh, shorter cut. Take my nose ring out. Whatever. She does all the things to look like a normal person. I don't know why Jenny Jones wasn't aware that you can actually change your outfit based on where you're going and that 18-year-olds generally have enough common sense to know when it's appropriate to dress how you want and when you have to sort of dress for the occasion. I mean, we all have to learn that, right? Again, it's just part of growing up and part of what you learn and are supposed to learn when you're a teenager. Next up, we have Deb and April. April's 13 years old. She's been dressing this way for six months to a year. Dressing punk, 
quote I put that in quotes she doesn't look like she's dressing punk the other two look like they could be cast in SLC punk I love SLC punk I was kind of a I mean I wasn't I was not cool enough to dress like this and I was a little bit later so I kind of missed the height of the punk scene as far as it went in the 90s this girl's not dressed punk (laughs) she's wearing some kind of like green pastel colors she's got sort of a long sleeve stripey shirt under it again she's fully fucking covered from her chin to her toes she doesn't even look that edgy she just looks really fashion she looks like okay right this somewhere she looks fine she's Yeah, sorry, I thought I got that confused because it's just so weird. Because when I when everyone's like, she's dressing punk, she doesn't look like a lady, and I'm like, she looks like she looks like maybe ten years later she could be on a fashion runway. <laughs> she looks very kind of I don't know, ahead of her time, honestly. She looks good. I would rock that outfit if I could. She wants to be a model. Her mom's like, how are you going to be a model looking like that? She looks totally fine. Her mom also says, okay, this is kind of the core issue to me for April, is that her mom says she was a former pageant winner. Yeah, girl, that explains that explains a lot. Again, she's trying to get away from that. She was a pageant girl when she was a child, and now she's no longer a child, and she wants to be something else. So she picked the opposite of pageants. I'm kind of saying that, assuming that maybe she dresses more punk when she's not at the Jenny Jones show, because this outfit did not say punk. It kind of said Olsen twins, but like the later Olsen twins, the fashion Olsen twins. Jenny Jones is like, what happened? And the mom is like, oh, this is the first thing that happened. I doubt that. I I think the pageants were maybe the first thing that happened or something maybe she, something happened. I don't know if we could speculate all day, but I, I think it's pretty rare. That was probably the first thing you noticed, mom. I don't think that was the first thing that happened. Her mom's like, she loves the 60s. Her mom brought two other t-shirts to show us. One of them has a demon on it and the other one is tie-dyed whoa (laughs) tie-dyed what why is this a problem her mom keeps going back and being like she wants to pierce her nipples and she's like oh my god I don't mom you can tell she's embarrassed like anybody would be embarrassed if your mom's even said the word nipples in front of you obviously that's so awkward and it seems overblown she's like no I didn't say I wanted to get my nipples pierced mom I was talking about maybe doing it but I don't think I'm gonna do that this really this was this whole episode was really jarring but there was a couple of moments where we talked about school where I was like oh maybe it wasn't just Jenny Jones who was being a bitch about this in the 90s because they say she got expelled for how she dresses the reasons she gave is because she had an eyebrow piercing cut off pants and she had a chain on her jeans which they considered a weapon Okay, if you say so. Next, we have Laverne and Cheryl Lynn. If my name was Laverne, I would name my daughter something so fucking far from Shirley because I'm sure that she got they got Laverne and Shirley a lot. 
Uh, Sherilyn is 19 years old. She's been dressing this way since she was 13, they say. She has the most, out, I guess, outrageous look because she's got a big mohawk, which, again, is hard to do because it takes effort. It's, it's not a low-effort look. It takes a lot of effort. She looks punk as fuck. She looks also pretty rad. She's got this, like, crazy leather jacket with all this stuff on it, but it's all stuff that means stuff to her. When she kind of goes through it, she's like, oh, I have these doll arms, and then my boyfriend did all this art on the back. Her boyfriend's name is Sunny, and she says they go by Sunny and... Uh, what is it? Sunny and Cheryl Lynn? Like, Sunny and Cher? <laughs> she uh, She works at a daycare. This is shocking, again, to Jenny. She's like, what? You work at a daycare? Looking like that? She needs pearls. We gotta get this chick pearls. She's so uptight. Uh, yeah, guess what, asshole? Sherilyn can also change her clothes. They're not glued to her body. She can change her hair. She doesn't have to spike it up in a mohawk. She can do whatever she wants with it. And... Again, it's it's hard. She doesn't I'm sure she doesn't wake up with her hair in a mohawk, right? She has to try to get there. That's what I don't think they understand. Sorry if you could hear that. My dog has clicky clacky clickety clack nails. Um he's really annoying. I love my dog, but he's really annoying. I'm so sorry if it's ever a problem on the podcast or if you can hear him, it sucks. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Sherilyn changes her outfit. She changes her clothes like a regular late teen who, again, realizes that there's a time and a place. She says it. She articulates that really well, actually. She's like, I understand that sometimes it's appropriate and sometimes it's not appropriate. And I dress for where I'm going. And if I'm going to work, I don't dress like this. <laughs> she says she brings the jacket to work um, and just puts it... I mean, she's not wearing it all day. She just puts it with the rest of her stuff or whatever in a little closet or something. They're like, oh, aren't the children scared? No, guys, no. Like, I, again, maybe if you don't have kids, but, like, my kid is really scared of my grandma. And she's the nicest lady you've ever, ever met in your life. But she's older and she looks like an old lady. And that is the kind of thing that scares kids I don't know if my kid, my kid, if if my kid, he's five. So if he saw someone with that hair, I think he'd be like, whoa. But I don't think she'd be scared or I don't think he'd fall to pieces. He'd just be like, whoa, I haven't ever seen that before. And kids know what's cool, right, guys? That's where it comes from. She is really smart. She sounds smart. She seems smart. Their mom says she's on the honor roll at one point. There was a weird... I guess they she gets branded she got branded her boyfriend made a brand and she branded herself there's they must have self-filmed it filmed it because I don't think she just did it for the show it's like a permanent brand but we do get to watch the video of her doing it in the intro she has a tattoo and everyone's like what's your tattoo say she's like Jesus saves and they're like wow that's nice like Okay, maybe, I don't know if it was ironic or not. I don't know. The nicest audience comment slash question in this whole thing is some guy who asks Sherilyn, how much mousse does that take? And she's like, no, it's hairspray. I just, that was the nicest thing anybody said out of the audience. And it wasn't even saying something. It was just asking how much mousse she uses. And the answer was no. It's all Aquanet, she says. 
makes sense to me. And again, mm, schools in the 90s. I guess this is... I'm having a hard time with timing. I should have looked up some dates here, but a lot of this kind of brought me back. Okay, this is weird. I'm so sorry, and I'm not... I'm I'm a kid. Of, I'm a child of the 90s. I was there, but I was a child at the time too. So I might not, I hope that I can be as sensitive about this as possible, but I do remember Columbine happening. I was in grade school and this, it was probably about this year or around there. And maybe that's why people got so judgmental or so scary. I mean, if you really look into that, I think you'll find that those guys, those perpetrators were not really the badass punks that the media made them out to be but I could see that I think that's how they were trying to sort of skew this they were like she's scares me. even her mom was like she's a scary person I don't think she is she's really she seems nice she seems sweet she just seems like she's really into the punk scene which is fine when you're 19 years old and it's 1995 but they do say that she got suspended for dyeing her hair purple and then she says she thought she thought oh I don't want to be suspended I want to graduate school and have a nice life for myself that'd be great so she dyed it back a regular color which is also possible you can change your clothes you can dye your hair Jenny we can do it all uh, and then after she dyed it back she actually went through the appropriate channels she formed a committee they reviewed their dress code And now, so the year after she graduated, now you can actually go to school if you dye your hair purple, which is good. It seems, again, like maybe it should have just been that way, but I guess I wasn't an adult in the 90s. I don't know what was going on. Um, This next uh, pair was Cindy. I, about the same time, maybe a few years before that, I was also really into the name Cindy. I asked... I insisted, actually, that my junior kindergarten teacher refer to me as Cindy, and I would not answer to my real name for a full day. Cindy was very hot in the 90s, as I recall. This is actually, it's not only Cindy without I, it's backwards Cindy, so it's C-Y-N-D-I, and Angie. She has a real cash-me-outside moment where she, Angie, I mean, she's 16, she says, if you got a problem with it, you can step off. It it was very cash me outside the way she said it. We could see it it was like a precursor, right? It was coming. We knew it was coming. Cindy's kind of an outlier. She does she's not in the punk scene. She's not really in the sexually provocative camp either. The issue is they say she's wearing gang colors and gang clothes. I had to ask my husband (laughs) what the fuck was going on because as far as I could see she was wearing an LA Kings jersey and I didn't know the LA Kings were a gang. (laughs) I was like isn't that a hockey team? I know very very little of gangs but as far as I know it's like red or blue. The LA Kings jersey is just black and gray. So I was very confused about how that fit in but apparently this was a this was a tangent that my husband took me on he was so excited to tell me this and it ended up almost not even being relevant he said actually the Oakland Raiders were the first 
team that adopted the gray and black that she's wearing because the LA Kings are gray and black. The Oakland Raiders were the first ones to do that because gangs were such an issue that they were having a problem with their jerseys and I guess gang affiliations or what that could mean outside of supporting the team. So they switched it specifically to gray and black so it wouldn't be affiliated with to or associated with any type of gang colors, which is a great idea. And then the Los Angeles, Los Angeles, the LA Kings, I don't know, they had also a problem with gangs and they thought, "Mm, let's do that. So that's why, you know, that repopularized the gray and black color scheme in sports teams. That told me nothing about about how this LA Kings jersey qualified as uh, wearing gang colors because it sounds like that is the literal opposite. Like it was specifically designed so as not to be associated with the gang. But then in my confusion, we sort of talked it through and realized it's probably the Latino Kings, the Latin Kings. Latin Kings, I think it's called. Oh my gosh, I don't I don't know anything about gangs. Nobody come for me, please. So, and then from, I, I think that was probably it. I think it probably was the Latin Kings. This is the bigger issue, right? Is that they say, well, she's she says, oh, I'm gang affiliated. I'm not part of a gang, but I'm affiliated with a gang. That's what we should be talking about, guys. That is an actual problem, wearing a hockey jersey less of a problem her mom does have a good point though I guess Angie has five younger siblings maybe that's why she's not getting a lot of attention at all just just saying so I mm, mm, yeah I think that's probably it now I'm sitting here reading this uh she's got younger siblings so if she's why if she's gonna be like oh I'm in a gang now I'm going to wear these colors or this jersey or whatever. And she's walking around with one of her younger siblings. Shit could happen if people from other gangs or whatever see her or they take issue with what she's wearing. Then some of those younger siblings should could possibly get caught in the crossfire. And obviously that's, that's dangerous. That's not a good idea. They mention, as they're talking about the gang... It comes down to family. She says, well, that's my family. I, they, ask if, they ask if she knows that to officially get into a gang, you have to get beat up, I guess, or, like, jumped. My impression was that you had to be, like, sexually assaulted. Again, please don't come for me. I know nothing about gangs. But I guess, I mean, both of them are bad. It seems like maybe Jenny says she just did a show on this, so I guess we should trust Jenny that that's the way to get into a gang is to get beat up. She says, Angie says that she's fine with it because that's her family and it's part of like becoming the family, which tells me that she probably doesn't feel like part of her real family. Although Cindy insists that she does. I don't know. A lot of these moms are like, well, I gave her good values, so it's up to her whether she follows them or not. I guess that's true, but. It sounds more like you told her values instead of really working through them. I don't know. The next pair that we meet is Stephanie and her 14-year-old niece, Donna. Two things. First of all, I don't know why we don't really address... Well, we don't address that she's there with her aunt. But then kind of later... Somebody does ask that quote-unquote stereotypical question, where are the dads? 
the first girl says her dad's at work it sounds like they're not necessarily all absent dads just that they're not there jenny didn't want to put both the parents up on the stage it seems more more is the case uh her dad is in the audience and he stands up at one point and i guess he was away for 20 years with the navy seals i'm guessing again that probably caused a lot of this behavior that we're seeing now from donna another thing is that honestly and i don't i guess they might have done it with sunny too but I don't love that Jenny Jones is putting full first and last names up on the screen for minors. Even, I mean, I live in Canada. If you are convicted of a crime under the age of 16, you're, that is not attached to you. Let's just be careful with what we attach to people's names before they turn at least 16, I would say. I would hate it. I don't know. I just, I, I really don't like that, I the idea that... 30 years later we could look up this girl if she hasn't changed her name and find out more about her it seemed like a privacy issue to me as i'm up here shit talking <laughs> this whole show although again i don't think the kids really in this show or the or in this episode anywhere were the baddies <laughs> to be honest they seem like regular teenagers with regular teenager issues Don, now we're kind of getting into the other camp. We're getting away from the punks and I guess the gangs. Gang. Singular. <laughs> There's only one of those. We are getting into the more sexually provocative dressing teens. Again, it is a problem, but it's also kind of within the realm of normal teenager problems, not like a call Jenny Jones crisis problem to me. I don't know what to say. I mean, she's wearing shorts. Yeah, she's kind of provocatively dressed. I wrote a Canadian tuxedo, which does not sound provocative or sexy at all. But she, ugh, I don't even like using the word sexy for a 14-year-old. That's so gross. She's wearing shorts, like jean, denim shorts, a denim vest, and a bra as a top. In the montage, we see she has a blossom hat on, which made me laugh. She says she's sexually active. She seems pretty casual kelly about it that again this is the bigger problem (laughs) is that your 14 year old is sexually active and mm, doesn't seem to be doing it in necessarily a healthy way but also on the flip of that there's an issue that comes up where i guess she was at a bar big question mark why were you at a bar who let you into the bar in your hometown which seems like a small town so i was i grew up in a small town and that was sort of the problem even if you had a fake id people know who you are when you're in a small town you're so-and-so's daughter or something like that people know that you're not 18 or 19 or whatever the drinking age is or 21 i guess in the states 21 why would you leave what on what planet would you let a 14 year old into your bar in america where the drinking age is 21 that's crazy but anyway, apparently one of her dad's friends hit on her at the bar, which is disgusting. And I believe it. Honestly, guys can be really gross like that. So that makes sense to me. But immediately, you know what Jenny's first response is? Jenny says, well, yeah, but how are you dressed? Were you dressed like that? Whoa, whoa. Uh, we call that victim blaming Jenny Jones 30 years later. Come join us in... I mean, she was in the 20th century, I guess. 
I know that I know that victim blaming is was not a thing back then, but it's so so gross that a grown adult hit on a 14 year old girl regardless of what she was wearing I'm especially if it was your friend's daughter obviously this is what I'm saying about small towns you obviously knew that she was not 21 you hit on her that's gross and our first question is well how are you dressed that's sad that's disgusting also her dad is wearing a weird weird jacket I know that's really besides the point but it was brown and it looked like it was made out of Muppets kind of it was suede it was really bulky it was like shit brown like it wasn't just brown it was I can only describe it as shit brown it was ugly as fuck uh, and then we have Cynthia and Danielle honestly they just kind of they obviously I guess the punks were the more outrageous people for some reason they sort of saved these quote unquote trampier girls for later well this girl is 18 years old she's really not dressed even jenny jones is like oh she's wearing shorts and a top Ooh, oh no shorts and a top what will people think of her she looked fine but i guess her mom was like well that's not how she dresses at home she wears less clothing or more revealing clothing at home i this she says well i raised a daughter with morals but you'd never know that today heard her shorts and a top what a <laughs> what a slut uh, okay we got these little flashbacks Jenny well I don't know I think there's three flashbacks to people to girls who have previously been made over and how that worked out for them the first one we get is another punk girl she's wearing a tool shirt it's <laughs> pretty cool tools Tool's a good band. I, don't I think that actually aged well. Her shirt choice. The update is she hasn't changed. She dyed her hair many more times and she's added a new piercing. Because this doesn't work. Because bringing kids up on stage to yell at them for their, for their fashion choices is not productive in any way. The second flashback is a quote-unquote tramp 12-year-old Candy. You named her Candy, first of all, so that might be a you problem she's changed her dress great the third flashback she's got a lot of piercings okay i, I didn't even write she's got piercings Ooh, apparently that was a really big deal at the time since then the update is that they're no longer fighting and she's toned down her look again this is a natural progression of growing up through your teen years not shocking. I'm guessing the yelling at her on a stage didn't help. I think she probably would have just toned it down on her own. We get this bonus family. Like I said, at the beginning, Jenny Jones runs us through every single person. Everybody's already out on stage. Jenny Jones runs us through every single person. All of a sudden, Faith and Dorothy are here. We never, we did not meet them. They were not on stage at the beginning. Dorothy is 15 years old. She's wearing a crop top and shorts. It is provocative. I do also remember crop tops being very cool in the 90s, and I'm assuming it was mainly teenagers wearing them because crop tops are much harder to pull off when you get definitely over 30, for sure. So I don't know why. why. Why are you guys here? I think this is why she's here, because Faith has this line that is kind of funny <laughs> I'll give it I'll give it fully I'll give it funny in the right in a different context if they hadn't put these people last and I wasn't so fucking mad about how they're treating all these minors like maybe I'd feel different it, it probably would have landed a little bit better 
Anyway, Faith says she has no imagination. She wants to make sure no one else needs one either. Zing! Got her. You really, you really got your 15-year-old daughter on that. It's great, Faith. You did it. Then we have the makeover. Jenny Jones fully admits that this makeover took all of 30 minutes total. So you know it was well done. We'll go through it quickly. It was I thought about maybe matching them up so it would just be one story for each, but Oh, I don't even think I think I missed it, but earlier there was a full-on fight between Sunny and I want to say Donna, the one who was there with her aunt, I think, where I'm not even sure what Don it's it's very it's very weird how it starts. Even Jenny has to Jenny's confused as much as anyone. She has to ask them to con to, you know, clarify for us. Uh I think it's Donna. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it was Donna. She's talking, I think, about drugs or something, you know, oh people assume I do drugs. And Sunny starts screaming at her. Uh it's really out of the blue and Jenny's like sorry why are you mad <laughs> like what's going on uh she's like Sunny is straight edge as I said and I guess this Donna girl was like I don't do drugs and then Sunny's like you do do drugs <laughs> we were in the hotel room together and you were doing drugs apparently they were all in the hotel room together Sunny's like that's why none of the moms wanted their kids to hang out with you because you're on drugs and she's she's really mad I guess she's mad because people assume based on her looks that she does drugs and she actually doesn't and she's like you're giving all of us a bad name I don't really understand how that matches up because again Sunny is really in this punk camp and Donna is not in that punk camp so I really don't feel like, we should group them together in any way. I definitely guarantee that if these girls went to high school together, they would absolutely not be friends. So it's kind of weird that they've ended up on the same side of the Jenny Jones stage to me. Anyway, it's, it's fine. They do the makeovers. It takes 30 minutes. <laughs> Top to bottom. Carrie gets if uh, see this is why I should have done it because it's hard to remember going through it what they looked like at the beginning Carrie was wearing a, a sweater and jeans maybe it would be maybe it would be easy to remember if they all looked like Sherilyn or something they all had memorable looks but since so many of them were wearing like baggy clothes and a sweater it's sort of hard to remember each one anyway they put Carrie in a baby doll dress they give her a bob this person I want to reiterate at the start she was fully fully covered and now she's wearing a baby doll dress <laughs> and a hair bob that looks pretty terrible her mom is really happy the moms are all happy I mean I know even as a daughter right I don't let my mom dress me of course but if I did I'm sure it would make her very happy and sentimental her mom's like she looks like a girl Again, this to me brings up a lot of gender identity questions, but I guess, you know, like I said, she's she's her mom. I guess I 1% get that. And then she kisses her mom on the lips. <laughs> I put a lot of question marks next to that. Maybe, maybe that was more common then. That's really, really, really weird. I cannot possibly remember the last time I kissed my mom on the lips. I could not have been older than two years old. That's <laughs> really weird, but anyway. Uh, Sunny looked better before. <laughs> Sunny 
they've given her this like polygamy I call it polygamy I feel because the sister wives always did that right you can't wear a tank top you have to wear like a long sleeve shirt underneath it so that you're still being modest so she's got this polygamy long sleeve under a strappy dress with tights her dad's like well I'm not crazy about the color the dress is kind of this ugly marigold color and they took her glasses as part of the makeover does she need those is this like a a ponytail glasses situation where they thought that was gonna drastically change her look what if she needs them did you give her contacts in these 30 minutes or can she see I don't know glasses are not always a fashion statement sometimes you need them for fucking sight April Ugh, April is the most egregious of these makeovers. They've dressed her like she's fully eight years old. This is where I wrote about an Olsen twin because at the end she looks like, or at the beginning she looked like a cool Olsen twin, like early 20s fashion Olsen twin, sort of Grey Gardens inspired. Good, she looked good. Now she has on, they've put her in this ugly fucking horizontally striped dress it has no shape. It looks it looks worse than a potato sack. Honestly, a potato sack would be more fitted probably than what they've put her in. She hates it. She looks fucking pissed. She's like, I look like a little kid. She says, I could get into movies for free, which is accurate. It's the most accurate thing anybody's done on the stage so far. I would let her into the movie for free if I was working that queue. Sherilyn previously had a mohawk and a, a artistic jacket she looks horrible they've got her in this cream silk polo shirt I don't ever in my life ever again want to say the words cream silk polo shirt with a black skirt her mom's happy she seems happy for her mom like she seems happy that her mom's happy again she, I think she's a nice person I think she's just really artistic and edgy but they have not done her any favors dressing her like that. She looks shit. Angie was the gang, the Latin Kings one. She looks, I guess, fine. Actually, she was in a cute dress. She also had the polygamy long sleeve underneath, but it actually looked cute. It was like a darker, I think the dress was sort of navy and the shirt underneath was sort of gray that sounds bad but they were a similar enough shade I don't know it looked cute I thought it looked I thought it was probably the best outfit but again she wasn't really dressed outrageously she was wearing a hockey jersey that was the big issue so I don't I don't even know if it's I guess it's an improvement the gang thing it is it is a problem I'm not trying to minimize that I would be upset if my child wanted to be in a gang for obvious reasons I just think it's a different issue than maybe what we've come to the Jenny Jones show for today. Donna is in almost, I thought the first time I watched it, I thought it was actually the same shirt that Sherilyn had, but it's slightly different. It's also a silk shirt, but, and it's cream. It's exactly the same shade as Sherilyn's shirt, but it's like a button up and they've paired it with a plaid skirt. That shirt is so ugly. Silk is I don't like silk shirts. I definitely don't like silk button-ups. I don't know who thinks that teenagers are dry cleaning their clothes, but that shirt is going to be worn once. Also, I want to say as a teenager, I had a lot of... Oh my gosh, I'll just get right into this. Uh, I had a lot of issues with pit stains. I'm kind of like a sweaty person. 
So I can't imagine going to high school in a cream-colored silk shirt. That is... Oh, that gives me anxiety. It makes me sweat. Like it gives me, it gives me pit stains to think about the pit stains that I would have by the end of the day. I would never, you would never be able to wear this shirt more than once ever. Maybe you could dry clean it, but even so I just, teenagers are sweaty guys. That's again, that's pretty normal. Don't, ugh, don't do that. Danielle was, ugh, I don't, it's, she was the one, I think she looked fine at the beginning and then. Her mom said she dressed more scandalous than that at home, so it wasn't really that shocking of a makeover, I guess. They've got her in this really ugly dress. My biggest problem with that is that it's too small for her. Like, she's a little bit bigger. Not even... She's not big. She's just bigger than the other girls on stage. And that dress doesn't fucking fit her. It looks bad just for that reason alone. And they took her braids out, I think. I thought it was just 30 minutes. I don't know how long it takes to take braids out, but they've completely changed her hair in a way that I don't understand how you could do they must have been pulling those braids out like up to the moment that she walked out on stage unless there's something I don't know about braids but anyway and then Dorothy is another one with this plague their polygamous t-shirt under a maroon sundress her dad is in the audience and he says he likes it better <laughs> that's his whole input likes it better we get into who is responsible for these new looks and this I was already I, I was what I was already aggravated by watching this episode for the victim blaming for the attacks on minors for the doxing of minors for minimizing the real issues and instead judging them on their individuation or their self-expression which is totally healthy and normal I was already honestly heated. I think this might be a rough episode. I know I'm talking fast and I'm probably talking loudly and it's because it was like really upsetting to watch this and remind myself that this was actually the climate that I personally grew up in. I feel like I learned a lot and that might have to digest for a little while. But anyway, we meet Ron Collisine from the Regis International Hair Salon. <sighs> He is fine. And then she says, well, which look, which makeover is the most dramatic to you? And he says, the spike one. Uh, she has a fucking name, asshole. She's not the spike one. Her name is Sherilyn. Sherilyn. You said you were personally involved with each of these makeovers and you called her the spike one. The spike one. Like she's an object with no name. That's shitty. And the very last note on this, which was also not equally upsetting, but also, I don't know, weirdly upsetting, I guess, is that I guess these outfits were provided by Urban Outfitters, which I was like, oh, that's not, you know, I was expecting it to be something I'd never heard of. I don't know why, but Urban Outfitters is still out there. We can still buy clothes from out Urban Outfitters. And Jenny Jones specifies that Urban Outfitters loaned them these clothes for the makeovers. So what have we done here? We made them over, quote unquote, by loaning them one outfit to see what it would look like if they were different. And then they're going to give these clothes back. I, I don't understand. This is Jenny Jones takes a lot of heat overall. And this is why, because it's just pure exploitation. We have brought 
I don't know, like seven or eight minors on stage, screamed at them, judged them, probably made them feel like shit, probably traumatized them in, in ways. And then they took the clothes back. They couldn't even give them the clothes. Like, what the fuck, Jenny? Just put pay out of... How much money are you making, Jenny Jones? Like, you should fucking bought these outfits. Or Urban Outfitters should have given them to the people. Are they reselling this shit? Are they going to put that back on the rack in a fucking Urban Outfitters store? I feel like they're probably not. They're going to throw them out anyway. That's fucking rude. And that brings us to the end of this episode. That, oh, that I feel like I was pretty passionate about that. I'm so sorry if I have a lot of ums or errs in this, or I just feel like that went by in a fever dream. It was, it was that was rough. That was rough to watch. I hope the episode, or I hope this uh, podcast episode wasn't as rough to listen to as it was to watch because that was shitty. The nineties was shitty. And I'm glad that we don't live there anymore, but I hope you enjoyed this recap. This has been the reality roots podcast. My name is Hillary. If you have any, hopefully constructive criticism, feedback that you'd like me to have, you can contact me at realityrootspod at gmail.com. And I will talk to you again next week. Thanks guys.